compared to all the other people I was meeting in San Francisco who I felt so different from every interaction was just like a miss I felt like you and I had a lot in common and I knew at least one person in SF by knowing you so in a weird way you kind of felt like home oh that's so sweet I'm so glad we were able to create a support system for each other in our new home away from home no, I'm blushing. But seriously, thanks for being my pandemic buddy. Hello, and welcome to the Multicultural Millennial Woman Podcast. My name is Parthvi. And I'm Anya. On this podcast, we'll be talking about the issues we face as we navigate America. From my perspective as a Black Caribbean immigrant from Trinidad and Tobago. And my perspective as a first-generation Indian American whose family is from Gujarat. We'll be talking about everything that affects a multicultural millennial woman. From people choosing not to ask how to pronounce our names correctly in the workplace. Hello, corporate America. To how colorism shows up in our communities to similarities in how our parents raised us and how that impacts how we move through the world. Basically, nothing is off the table. Ooh, I just got goosebumps. So if you're looking to join us as we share how we're making our own in big ol' USA, pull up a chair. Bring your chai, Milo, or whatever you're sipping on and tune in as we spill some American tea. Hey listeners, as you know, we usually talk about a specific issue, whether it's a serious one or a casual one, that affects the multicultural millennial woman. Today, we're going to do something different. A few of you have reached out and wanted to know, how did you two meet? What's your friendship like? Are you even friends in real life? And we thought, instead of answering all those DMs, let's just make an episode. So while you're listening to this, you're probably going to be thinking, they don't actually sound like this spastic and out of control in real life, do they? Well, the answer is yes. We held nothing back, except maybe a few curse words. And this episode is like sitting in the booth behind us at 2 a.m. at our favorite taqueria in the Bay. I hope you like it. Let's go. In this episode, should we talk about how we met? It seems like some people really want to know more. Shout out to at Chu who DM'd us about this. Ooh, it's a good one. Remember when we would tell people we met on a dating site, or at least imply that we did? <laughs> and people would be hella confused because your husband, then boyfriend, would be standing right next to us? Oh my gosh, I remember. Good times. We should definitely bring that back, I guess, when we're socializing in the future. <laughs> I'm missing the confusion on people's faces. Yeah, except I think you actually just liked it, and I lived for it, like L-I-V-E-D, for it. Just a little insight into who I am as a person. Yeah, we're definitely knowing like that. So, okay, let's take it way back, way back to August 2015. Ooh, I'm really liking that narrator voice. I'm getting a little essence of, you know, Morgan Freeman in there. I'm into it. So yes, anyways. Like Parthi was saying, let's take it all the way back to August 2015, when we jammed out to the smooth songs of, Ooh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there when I need her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was the good old days when I lived with roommates. 
and I was still new to SF. Wow, I was so young, wild and free. Anyways, <laughs> babies, I was trying to make new friends at the time. And naturally, Bay Area noobs thought meeting each other on apps was so cool. So yeah, I was looking for a new job and I signed up for this app called Glassbreakers, which was this peer-to-peer networking platform for professional women, which was something we thought we were for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we weren't there just yet, but we were sure trying. We had an education, we were eager to learn, and we were eager to be hired. So I would say we were aspiring professional women. Not quite there yet, obviously. All right. All right. I can get us some slack. I can get us some slack and say that we were aspiring professional women. So I'm on this app and basically in my first set of matches, this woman called Parthi showed up and I thought, yeah, she's cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to meet her. Meanwhile, Parthi is doing FBI level investigations on me. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I was working at Facebook, so it was my job to be on the platform to do my work. And since I was doing that, I was just like, you know, maybe I'll just pop her name in the search bar and see what's up. (laughs) But I also checked your LinkedIn, you know, just in case, because it's more official, make sure you went to school, you're the right person. But I'm all about like being safe because stranger danger is real. And that app was new to me, but a lot of people I knew weren't on it. So better safe than sorry. Okay, I mean, I am teasing you about it and will probably always tease you about it, but I completely understand. You have to be safe. It doesn't seem like you understand because it seems like you didn't do any background checks on me. I didn't have to. I just knew it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is BS, but I really hope you do more research next time because I am actually crazy and I especially think you should be doing research when you're going on dates. (laughs) I typically do, especially when I'm meeting strangers for dates. But I thought that the Glassbreaker app had all these application rules. So I'm like, oh, if I had to jump through all these hoops to join, then I feel like she's safe enough. <laughs> well, lucky for you, I'm not a creep. Only if you ask me to be. But let's focus. So we met up at a wine bar and got a bottle of wine, flatbreads, And I think we were awkwardly vibing. Yes, we did vibe. It was a lot of fun. It started off a bit awkward at first, but soon we were laughing, getting tipsy, and... And all that pizza. We probably shouldn't have eaten. Anwar had just moved to SF that week, so we had plans to go to the bars and kick off his first week right. So, since I liked Anya, I was like, eh, she passed the test. I'll bring her over. What the hell? The more the barrier. Of course you liked me. I'm flipping delightful. Okay. So, back to the point. Anya met my mains, my sister, one of my roommates, and Anwar, and we all just got to hang out. Yeah, I was such an SF newbie too. I really thought it was so nice of you. Honestly, though, I still talk about how sweet it was for you to open up a bit of your life to me in that way so soon after meeting me. But I really want to know. What did you like about me? Well... One, you passed all my security tests before we met with flying colors. (laughs) And you seem like a chill 20-something who liked to go out, which seemed like a, you know, bare minimum requirement at that point in my life. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I mean, at that time, I think we both can say that we had that college spirit. 
still in us. And now, not so much. You can say that again. Remember how when we first started hanging out, we used to grab two bottles of wine from Safeway, stay up until midnight, head home, and do it all again the next day? If you asked me to do that now, I would laugh and laugh and then laugh at you some more. (laughs) Oh my gosh, such good times. And we would even pick up cheese, crackers, and like extra snackies for when we get hungry. If you asked me, I'd still be down to clown, but we'd have to start by like 6 p.m. And then this would be like a really good opportunity for us to like feel young again and maybe forget this awful Black Mirror episode that we're currently in right now. Oh my goodness, I think it's so funny you mentioned Black Mirror because there's this really funny meme going around, which is basically like, there's no Black Mirror season this year because we're basically in a Black Mirror season. And I think that that's so true. Some days I wake up and I'm like, what is happening? Anyways, not to be distracted. That's how we met. But I think the next question is like, so what do you think progressed our friendship? Short answer would be alcohol. <laughs> I think the key thing is, yes, that kind of helped us loosen up and be so open with each other, but we've had so many deep conversations. I don't remember every detail about everything we talked about, but I do know it happened. It was real, right? God, I hope so. Otherwise, this whole friendship is a facade. <laughs> hmm. But it wasn't a facade. Because over the last five years, I feel like our friendship has grown a lot. And we've learned a lot about each other, actually. Yeah. Like, you're from Trinidad, obviously. You're not a morning person. You love to travel. And your parents are a lot like mine. Coming from two totally different places in the world, we've also found that we have so much in common. I feel like during quarantine especially, we've been finding moments where I'm telling you about something I'm eating at home that my mom made and you're like oh my gosh we have something just like that in Trinidad it's called this and sure enough I think we'll just continue to learn more about each other's lives every day yeah I'm actually glad to hear you say that because I feel like after five years you finally stop thinking I'm shading you or trolling you when I say that we have similar-ish backgrounds I feel like you thought I was forcing these similarities at first or like making things up. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's why actually I was drawn to you in the first place compared to all the other people I was meeting in San Francisco who I felt so different from. Every interaction was just like a miss. I felt like you and I had a lot in common and I knew at least one person in SF by knowing you. So in a weird way, you kind of felt like home. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so glad we were able to create a support system for each other in our new home away from home. Oh, no, I'm blushing. But seriously, thanks for being my pandemic buddy. Anytime. Okay, let's stop being mushy and answer some questions our listeners have for us. Yeah, we should probably do that. I also feel like the fact that people have things they want to know about us makes me feel pretty cool. Do you feel the same? Um, yeah, it's so sweet too. So thanks, fam. All right, let's go. Okay, one of our listeners wants to know, what was something you learned about the other that surprised or changed your perspective about the other person's culture? So I don't know if you can guess, but to be honest, I know more than you would expect by looking at me about Indian culture. (laughs) Trinidad is not only a multicultural place, but it's also a place where people know more about the other 
person's culture. Like, for example, America has so many different cultures, but people tend to like stay in their bubbles. Whereas in Trinidad, you go to school, you learn about Eid and Diwali and Christmas and a bunch of other different holidays from people who exist there. I guess one thing I could say was that I was taken aback that I wasn't instantly believed. If I were ever in a conversation with other South Asians, there would sometimes be this mood of, oh, I don't think you really know what we're talking about. And I would always be like, mm, I actually kind of, I kind of do. But nobody would dare say anything to your face, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was, in fact, taken aback when I learned that you knew so much about South Asian culture. I obviously believed you because you were so passionate about it as you spoke. Who has time to make up all these details? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So to answer this for myself, well, there's so much. I think my favorite thing was learning about Trinidad and the diverse culture there. I've continued to learn about it over time, and I can't wait for the day I get to visit. I know. I can't wait till you get a chance to visit, too. I know. I was especially excited to learn that you celebrated Diwali. When we were living in San Francisco together, we would meet up and you'd come over to help me decorate, to light theas, and order Indian food. And I feel like we did that for like two years in a row. And it was just like me, you, and Anwar, which was so fun. And it was like such a nice thing to do. And I'm so glad we were able to do this and get closer before you ended up moving away from San Francisco. But hopefully we can rekindle this tradition in the future. I think we can, even if I make a trip out of it and I'm just, I'm just going to fly to Pennsylvania for a long weekend just so I can do it with you and the fam. I think that would be so nice. And also, I was just pretty stoked to get invited to those Diwali get-togethers. Not only was it nice to spend time with you like that, but again, that's what I did growing up with my friends in Trinidad. It's like, we didn't celebrate Diwali in my house. We would go to people's homes for Diwali. And again, it was just something that made me feel comfortable because it reminded me of home. I appreciate you calling it a get together. <laughs> but I also appreciated that you were more excited than Anwar. <laughs> okay, back to you. Do you want to ask the next question? Sure. So what are some similarities another follower wants to know on the gram between both of your cultures and your upbringings? Well, we've been learning a lot of these as we've begun working on the MMW podcast. And especially now that we're both living with our parents, we've touched on this a bit, but we've definitely noticed a lot of similarities in terms of our parents' expectations of us as we grew up, like getting the grades and not being allowed to sleep over. Yeah, I feel like we've really bonded over our mamas. They're both very intense women and they both had very high expectations of us. And they both have a strong affinity for bought yet unused kitchen gadgets. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and they're especially passionate about paper towels. If you know, you know. Okay, this question is more for you. What is the Indian population like in Trinidad? Hmm, that's a very broad question, but about 45% of the population in Trinidad is people of East Indian descent. East Indian? Can you clarify? Yeah, so I guess it's just like a terminology, the way Indian Americans in America would describe themselves as South Asian, Indians in Trinidad describe themselves as East Indian. So the history is that people will sometimes refer to people of Indian descent as East Indian to differentiate them from the concept of West Indian, since for a long time, and even some people today, refer to the Caribbean as, quote, 
the West Indies, unquote. So even though Indo-Trinidadians, that's people of Indian descent who have Trinidadian nationality, are also West Indian, we say East Indian when we want to specifically distinguish an Indo-Trinidadian from someone else. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for explaining. That makes a lot of sense. Yikes, though. Columbus made the world so much more confusing than it had to be. Wait, so there must be delicious Indian food there, right? Yes, we have amazing Indian food here. The plantation owners, or should I say the colonizers at that time, allowed Indians to practice their religion and maintain some of their traditions, which are now baked into Trinidadian heritage. So yes, I grew up eating kumar and roti and pigeon peas. Fun fact, your wedding was the first time I heard anyone say pigeon peas and also ate pigeon peas outside of Trinidad. So it was just fun to hear it at your wedding. I so enjoy that we can talk about Indian food together. We can. It really has been nice. Since we've been in Shelton Place, Parthvi usually tells me what she's having for lunch and I'll be like, I don't know what that is. Send me a picture. And then when I see what she's eating, I kid you not, pretty much every single time I'll go, oh my God, we have that in Trinidad. It's just by a different name. And then we freak out a little. And by freak out, I mean, we scream like two little kids on a sugar high. Well, life is hard right now. So any and all human interaction cheers me up. And yes, it's definitely given us a great opportunity to bond over this weird time we're living in. This is one of the many reasons I feel like we've stayed such close friends over the years, even with a long distance. Agreed. One thing I've learned from you that I really appreciate about you is that, at least for me, it felt like you took our friendship pretty seriously fairly early on. Like I've been saying this whole time is that I feel like living in SF post-college, everyone is really flaky and everyone is always looking for the coolest thing to do and trying to hang out with the coolest person they can. And so I feel it's not really uncommon to have someone ditch you at the last minute for better plan. So I really found your vulnerability and your openness to be intentional about our friendship was really refreshing. Oh, yeah. I knew I liked you and I wanted to continue our friendship. And I absolutely agree about the flakiness. I feel like I've totally been guilty of doing that a few times. But I think I learned to be better about it. But I've also use that to help me understand who my real friends are. And of course, you're one of them. Well, I mean, I hope so, but thank you. (laughs) I think it was a big lesson for me too. I've really learned that you have to invest in the relationships and the friendships that you believe have potential. And I've taken that lesson with me and I feel like it's blessed my life in so many ways. I've taken that with other friendships that I have. And I feel like a lot of my close friendships, especially at this point in my life, is because I've sort of been okay with being the first person to be intentional and that's given the other person to be intentional with me. And so a really great friendship has blossomed because of that. Well, I also appreciate your investments, like learning all of those dances for my wedding. Girl, let's not go there. I did do a great job though. Her family gave me a seal of approval. Um, You guys should have seen her. She had her facial expressions on point. And you can't just fake that. You can't fake that. That is a true performer, all right? Better than me, I will have to say that. She was like sweating her little booty off, practicing in Trinidad in this hot weather, and her little nieces were like watching her practice. She was very dedicated. That's a true friend, people. That is a true friend. (laughs) Anyways, you are making me blush by being so sweet, and I appreciate you. Aw, anytime, girl. So since 2015, Parthi and I have actually continued to invest in each other. 
We drank way too much aguardiente, which for people who are uninitiated, that's fire water or basically licorice tasting alcohol for my 25th birthday in Colombia and dance in night away. That was such a fun trip. Remember when Mama Quesada, aka my mom-in-law, came into the room that we were sleeping in in the morning after and was like, it smells like alcohol in here. I know she was so grossed out. Thankfully, we didn't have any parental supervision on any of the other trips, and we were able to turn it up in Miami. What? <laughs> and I was so honored to stand by your side in Costa Rica when you married the love of your life. Oh, I love you, and I'm sorry I was a crazy bride. You mean bridezilla? <laughs> I should have definitely bought you some magnesium because you needed it to chill the F out. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Okay, fine. I admit it. Yes. Bridezilla was me. I was Bridezilla. <laughs> and, you know, we all think that we'll be better than that. But when the day comes, the true test begins. So try your best, but it's, it's hard, okay? <laughs> Parthi knows I'm teasing. It's okay. I still love you. It was a great wedding. I had a great time. And I wish I stayed in Costa Rica longer. And when it's my time to turn the knot, I fully expect you to be the one who lifts my dress up when I have to pee. You got it. Wherever I will be, I will be there. <laughs> you better be there, whether it's in Australia or Antarctica. Better find your little butt at my side. Since quarantine? My butt's not so little anymore. It's a good thing we stand a fat ass. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're actually ridiculous. Okay, listeners. What we're trying to say is that relationships are important. It doesn't matter how you met, but it's really about who it is and if you both vibe. Make sure you continue to make the effort to foster a bond, whether it's your newest gal pal or a potential life partner mm -hmm. and friendships just like any other relationship take time to flourish but when it thrives and you develop a special bond with someone it makes all of the effort worth it okay parthi is working on her anti-game and wants to give you all some advice good for you girl okay promise me you'll stalk them a bit if you're meeting them via an app or a platform stranger danger is real and even if it's as simple as telling a few friends that you're going to meet said person on X day, X time, just, just do it. Okay, our Parthi auntie, you're scaring everyone. Oh, I'm not saying that to diminish what she said. Strange danger is real. I just like to tease her. On the flip side, you never know the amazing people you'll meet if you don't put yourself out there. So try it. Tag your bestie and share your love story on the gram. We can't wait to hear it. Bye.